everyone and welcome back to What a Barb, a pollen podcast. I'm Ops and this week I'm joined by my lecky beans and veg as we leave behind the shiny treasures of Christmas and head back into the dusty vaults of filming Leaks Past. Yet we're back with our new season three production recap but before we get started, how is everyone doing? I think this is the first time we've all been on a call since Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while kids. I guess I'll start. <laughs> I'm fine. I had something very traumatizing happen to me today. You've only been up for like three hours. <laughs> What's already traumatized you? Well, I've been cleaning. So I'm going out later. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find Biscuit anywhere. No. Actually, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't looking for her because I was busy doing <laughs> other things. And I go into the laundry room to grab some cleaning stuff and she's in the laundry room just sitting there meowing at me because she got trapped in the laundry room oh poor baby <laughs> yeah so it's more traumatic for her than traumatic me. for her yeah not so much for mm-hmm. you <laughs> but updates she her tail has grown four inches she's now oh. 2.5 pounds she's only two and a half pounds yep oh my god tiny she was teeny when you got her yeah she was like God, less than a pound when I got her. She was like 0.8 or something. Very small. Oh my God. Can't believe she's still so tiny. And she has a white streak on her back that used to look like an arrow, but now it looks like a shooting star. Oh, that's really cute. I'm not pretty good. (laughs) Lecky, you're you're giving us a husky impression today, aren't you? I'm a big (laughs) fan of the husky voice, I have to say. I'm still recovering. I'm waiting for my voice to come back, so apologies. My mom had the same thing that Lecky has, and Mm -hmm. she she just stopped coughing and she got sick oh. back in December. So it's been nearly two months. Yeah, not ideal. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Abby. <laughs> yeah. It's been horrible to watch because you sort of foresaw it happening as well. Yeah, because your husband got ill. And you knew it was going to happen and it was, and then it happened. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> husband went to see family for Christmas and he was like, his one brother and our nieces had COVID so he didn't go see them. But then his sister, he was like, oh, she has a cold, but I can't not go see her and my nieces Mm -hmm. so I was like okay he's gonna come back sick and then he came back and he didn't seem sick and then it all went downhill from there Mm -hmm. I haven't uh, used my inhaler so much in a long time but it's fine I'm getting better vegetable yogurt it's windy in the UK isn't it so if you can hear trees and branches and stuff apologies yeah it is windy but no updates on my part unfortunately you good you good wonderful how are you offs I'm fine I was just saying I need to find somewhere to live in the next 11 days so I'll get around to that at some point. Hopefully you find some place to live as soon as possible. Who knows, who knows. If I don't I'll just go into a hostel for a while. (laughs) Well on that note, before we do jump into the rest of the episode, I believe, since it's been a while since we've been on, oh my god, look at Biscuit. Oh. She is still quite little though, isn't she? Look at her yeah. shooting star. She's all fluff. Yeah. Little Biscuit with a shooting star. She's chewing me because <laughs> she is playing. But yeah, see, this is her little comet on her back. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Oh. before we do jump into the rest of the episode i believe that we have a few crumbs we want it to sweep up first we had a few weeks off from the pod we've been mulling over one or two points first up i've been thinking a lot about the christmas stills i think we all have too Mm -hmm. and one of the things i have not been able to get out of my head is austerly pollen Mm. we recently celebrated the one year anniversary of enchanted pollen and when we were looking over that video again and happily reminiscing i can't help but be convinced that the enchanted colin from the this morning leak is actually just austerly colin yeah i think they've used the same outfit and i don't think that enchanted pollen actually match anymore which is heartbreaking i think we lost enchanted pollen no i agree i agree we did a deep dive and we 
looked at the cuts of the waistcoat mm-hmm. and it, it it is the same outfit i believe down to the pocket <sighs> watch there's a slight different color but it must be the lighting because nick's hair does look a very different color as well that i i think i'm pretty convinced yeah so we think that the this morning leak is just Penn and Colin are wearing costumes they wore in recent episodes separate episodes not the same scene so we don't think they were shooting a scene in those costumes together Mm -hmm. just a shame because they matched but the more we get the more we lose speaking of Enchanted Pollen I was also looking over those photos and clips from the this morning leak again and I was reminded of Lady Danbury in those leaks Mm -hmm. she's wearing actually um, a very like Grecian inspired headpiece by the way that Mm -hmm. kind of matches the one that Simone is wearing from the original Rangers House leaks from, from August. But um, what stood out to me is that she's wearing an off-the-shoulder dress. I mean, it is possible that we will be seeing some characters wearing off-the-shoulder dresses in this season. Mm-hmm. And some people have speculated that Blue Pen from Russ Park is wearing an off-the-shoulder dress. That may be an off-the-shoulder dress. And Pen may wear um, an off-the-shoulder dress at a different point in the season. Mm. And Lecky, since we're speaking about Ostley pollens and Enchanted pollens and filming leaks past, I think we have another clarification we want to make about our initial Christmas stills theories, specifically mm. in regards to what we were saying about the Osterly pollen photo and our theories about Lord Debling. In all the excitement of receiving the new photos, I think our initial theory was that Osterly pollen were maybe looking at Lord Debling arriving for the first time. Mm-hmm. We thought it was maybe because of Penn's slightly intrigued reaction that didn't really match Collins in the same way. However, yeah. one of our listeners actually reminded us of something that we had mentioned in a past Crumbs episode that has kind of changed our opinion on that Christmas Day Osterly still that we received. Mm-hmm. So in our Block 1 Crumbs episode What a Pirate, we were able to pinpoint the filming dates of Australia to July 11th to July 18th. It was one of the very first things they filmed for season 3. Yeah. In that episode, we also mentioned an interesting Instagram story shared by Sam Phillips, who mm-hmm. will be played by Lord Deblane. On August 4th, he posted about his first fitting. Now, if we consider those dates, we've realized that it can't actually be Lord Deblane that Penn and Colin are looking at in the Australia still because we don't believe that Sam Phillips had started filming yet. Yeah. In the What a Pirate episode, Ovs and I also shared our own version of what episode two would be like. We thought that Australia would be the first ball of the episode where Penelope has received her physical glow up, but it turns out that she is still struggling with her confidence. And if Pen is still struggling with her confidence, that explains why her dance card is still empty at Australia, mm-hmm. as we can see in the Christmas Day still. We then thought that after Australia, Pen and Colin would work on her confidence and that at the end of the episode, there would be the moonlight ball we saw in the to doom stills. I think that's still right. And I think that Lord Debling will appear in episode two, but at the Moonlight Ball, <laughs> not at Austerly, which confusingly also has that lunar theme. But <laughs> Debling will meet Penn in episode two at the Moonlight Ball. Penn will finally feel more confident within herself at that time, and the two will hit it off and dance together, which will cause the intense reaction we then see from Colin in the To Doom Moonlight still. But shall we get on with the episode? Let's head over to see what the breaking crumbs of the week are. So, Lecky, what have you got for us this week? Hello, Barbkin. What an exciting couple of weeks it has been. Like <laughs> everyone else in the fandom, we've all been enjoying the new cast photos shared by Nick and Nudes this week. Nicola, Luke Newton, Luke Thompson, and Claudia Jesse have all spent the week in New York City visiting Netflix headquarters and recording promo. And if you're like any of us, you lost your minds when Luke shared a photo of an awning in New York City with the address for Pen on it this week. Oh, for Pen, his pen. Best promo ever. We'll just be over here touching up our car makeup wiping off tears lucky i sobbed mine completely off <laughs> 
Also, hat tip to whoever decided to put a clip from the Have You Ever Visited a Farm L scene on the Jumbotron at a Knicks game that Newt's and Claudia attended. Hilarious, though it would be more appropriate if the scene went, we were just heading off to take our balls out, a round of palm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. In other news, Versha Sharma, the editor of Teen Vogue, interviewed Nick and Luke this week and asked fans on Twitter to submit questions. I, of course, could not <laughs> resist the opportunity to ask about Pollen's letters, but fans asked some really great questions, so I'm looking forward to seeing those be answered. Also, Versha teased that they may have filmed some videos too, so that is exciting. Never give up on the letters, like One day. Yeah, one day, one day. Every time they uh, solicit fan questions, I ask about the letters. <laughs> Please. Please. Someday. Speaking of New York, rumors abound that a billboard might be appearing in Times Square during New York Fashion Week, which is taking place from February 9th to 14th. We cannot stress enough that this is definitely a rumor and has not been confirmed in mm. any way, but if this is true, could a trailer be on its way? Rest assured, Ooh. we will be stocking up on face paint as we approach February. Clown responsibly, friends. <laughs> Luke Newton has also had a busy January as he was in Paris earlier this month for the Ami show at Paris Fashion Week. Meanwhile, over at the Sundance Film Festival, Simone Ashley was interviewed by Screen Rant when asked if fans would be left rioting in the streets over the, up <laughs> over the upcoming Cantonese storyline. Simone said fans will be really happy saying that she and Jonathan Bailey had a lot of fun exploring Kate and Anthony post-season two, enjoying the blissful domestic life. She continued by saying, it's Luke Newton's and Nicola Coughlin's season, and if anything, I'm just really proud of them and the episodes for the world to see them tell the story. Oh. <laughs> Lord Squad fans, get ready to welcome another member to the club. Thanks to <laughs> Bibliophilic Spinster on Instagram, we now know that Lord Barnell will be joining the squad, most likely in episode <laughs> one. For those of you who are trying to keep track of all of our lords, here is the list we have so far. Deep breath, Lex. <laughs> Lord Fife, Lord Cho, Lord Wilding, Lord Lieber, Lord Cutbill, Lord Barnell, Lord Basilio, Lord Samadani, and as yet unnamed lords played by Lucas Aurelio, Tom Byrne, and James Bradwell, and of course, Lord Debling. We officially have more than enough for a soccer team. Okay, bring them in by all means. <laughs> Bridgerton's social media accounts recently shared a video by Kat Quinn in which she shared a few secrets about the Allure Bridal's wedding collaboration with Bridgerton. In the video, Kat said one of the dresses was inspired by Penelope, which definitely caught our attention. The dress in question has puff sleeves and a scooped neckline very similar to what we've seen from Window Pen and Enchanted Pen. Interestingly, the description on the website is also the only one that alludes to Lady Whistledown. There is one that starts off by saying, Dearest Gentle Brides, but this one says, Dearest Gentle Reader. One thing is certain, you are sure to embody the essence of romance in this absolute dream of a gown. Oh. Could this be a tiny hint to Penn's wedding dress in season three? Is it going to be as romantic as Nicola has so often said? We sure hope so. Though, having just read this quote back. <laughs> the, the absolute dream of a gown. Maybe we don't need the word dream in there. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've had enough dreams. I've had enough fantasies, fantasies to last yeah. me a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. But it's very pollen-coded. There can be no denial. Mm -hmm. Book fans, Julia Quinn has a few upcoming events you may be interested in. On February 10th, Julia will be joining the Jane Austen Society of North America Minnesota chapter for an online event titled Bridgerton Mania, A Conversation with Julia Quinn. On February 20th, she'll be taking part in another online event with the Illinois Libraries. And fans in South America, you'll be delighted to hear that Julia will be attending in-person events in Peru, Chile, Uruguay, and Argentina in February and March. In cast news, Luke Thompson will be playing the role of Barone in the Royal Shakespeare Company's upcoming production of Love's Labor's Lost from the 11th of April to the 18th of May. We know many fans will be wondering how this might impact filming of season four. Judging by Luke's involvement in this play, I'd guess they're starting up in the summer, but who mm -hmm. knows? That being said, if you're a fan of Shakespeare and Bridgerton, you know where to go this spring 
amazing. And if you really want to double down, don't forget that Ollie Higginson, <laughs> our favorite footman John, will be appearing in Othello at the Globe. Are you going to go see either of these? I don't know if I'm going to get to Stratford. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to go see Othello go see at the Globe. Yep. 100%. Yeah. I'll see if I can convince Veg to go, with you. go on a trip to the Midlands with me. <laughs> what else you got for his lick? It has also been announced that Charitha Chandran will be starring in the one-woman play Instructions for a Teenage Armageddon at the Garrick Theatre in London. The show will be running from the 17th of March to the 28th of April. And in mm. more theatre news, Bessie Carter will be joining the National Theatre's production of Dear Octopus, running from the 7th of February to the 27th of March. So we're all busy. Lots of Bridgertons on the stage this year. <laughs> in awards news, Queen Charlotte has been nominated for Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series at the 2024 GLAAD Media Awards. Shonda Golda, Adjua, India, Armitifio, and Arsema Thomas also picked up nominations at the 2024 NAACP Image Awards, so congratulations to all. Huge congratulations as well to Jonathan Bailey following his Best Supporting Actor win at the Critics' Choice Awards for his performance in Fellow Travelers. Jonathan's acceptance speech was really beautiful, funny, and moving, and we'll definitely link the full video in our show notes so you can take a look. Johnny also chatted with entertainment writer Baz Bamagboy at the BAFTA Tea Party earlier this month and revealed that he recently spent two days shooting for Bridgerton, which we believe is for season three promo. My god, I can't wait to actually see what they've all been doing this month. They've been so busy. And I think he's just finished at Wicked. Oh yeah, hmm, interesting. But uh, moving on, Chris Bowers' documentary The Last Repair Shop has received an Oscar nomination for Best Documentary Short oh. Film. The entire documentary is available on YouTube, Hulu, and Disney+, Plus, and we will share the links so you can go and watch it. And for a funnel few crumbs, the trailer for Nick's new film Seize Them has been released, and the release date has been confirmed as April 5th. Day before Penn's birthday. Okay, so I think this is coming out just in time for Pollen Week. Very appropriate. And Lauren McDonald, aka the cheese-loving Mr. Finch's new film Tummy Monster, will be premiering at the upcoming Glasgow Film Festival. Gosh, they're a busy lot, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for that, Lex. As for now, let's head back to the rest of the episode. Now, thanks to all the festive shenanigans and a plethora of emergency episodes, it's been a little while since we last released one of our production episodes. If you remember, the last time we were doing one of our crumbs episodes, we were discussing the filming of Block 2, so mm-hmm. episodes 3 and episodes 4 of season 3. But Beans, what we will be covering this week? So, today, we will be moving on to Block 3 of filming, so what we believe to be episodes 5 and 6 of season 3. Mm-hmm. We believe this block was filmed across November and December 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Losing the world to live ever so slightly now in 2024. So yeah, December 2022. <laughs> leading all the way to the festive break in production. For reasons we will cover later, we are pretty sure this block was directed by Billy Woodruff. Mm-hmm. And Billy directed the 2006 dance movie Honey, as well as many other music videos, especially for R&B and hip-hop artists. Uh, he also directed for TV, including Empire, Fear of the Walking Dead, and Yellow Jackets. Oh, did he? Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, mm-hmm. he did. Interesting. Yep. So we are really excited to see the directing style he'll be bringing to Bridgerton. Also, congrats mm-hmm. to Billy. He's done a lot of dance and music basing so yeah. it can work out so well to see how he's going to do that with balls. Mm-hmm. And it seems yeah. like in the past maybe four or five years, he's been trying to break more into like film and movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited because he seems excited for it. So Yes. 
And as always, just a disclaimer that these crumbs episodes are pure speculation on our part and we could be very wrong on anything we say, including dates, locations, scenes, and our interpretation of filming leaks. Our excavation site doubles as a circus tent though, so hop on in, let's get crumbing, let's get clowning. So in our most recent episode, What a Pollen New Year, we were talking about how we felt about the mid-season split and where we thought part one would end in episode four. So I think we all theorised that it would revolve around the Lady Whistledown reveal and we talked about the possibility of the episode and thus the part ending on possibly Penn's rejection of Colin's hasty proposal, which is an inversion of what happens in the carriage scene in the books. If that is what happens, and again, this is purely our baseless speculation, then where do you think we're going to pick up in episode five and what story beats are you hoping we cover in the next two episodes so again episode five and episode six as a quick comparison to season one and season two in season one this part of the story covered Saphne's not too happy wedding a very blissful honeymoon period and then the development of the almost insurmountable conflict between the two characters mm-hmm. we also had the crescendo of Pollen the Marina subplot with Colin's engagement Penn's decision to expose Marina and then in season two episode five covered the fallout of Anthony's proposal to Edwina and the preparations for the wedding mm-hmm. while episode six covered the disaster of the wedding and the fallout from Anthony's feelings for one another finally becoming evident to those around them. So what are we hoping for this point in season three? Mm. Have a couple of theories for you that we've been discussing. If episode four does end on the carriage scene. Stop fighting. Is that a potato? No. Did you say is that a potato? Is that a potato? I thought there was a potato on the floor. The cats are fighting over a potato. potato. Very Featherington of them. (laughs) Cats of my own heart. I don't know what's going on. My cat's favorite toy is an eyeball. (laughs) Not a real one. Your cat's favorite toy is an eyeball. An eyeball, a pill bottle, and a piece of paper from when I was in the hospital. (laughs) It's depressing. She's a support (laughs) So we have the possibility that we've talked a lot about where Penn rejects Colin in the carriage scene and Colin has to spend the next episode or so convincing her to accept. Mm-hmm. possibly ending in another less impulsive and more heartfelt proposal with Penn finally accepting maybe at the end of episode five or something we have the potential of Penn accepting the proposal happily or unhappily but later breaking off the engagement when she realizes that Colin is going to get dragged too far into the Lady Whistledown blackmail the bounty plot lines and possibly Penn's reluctance to believe that he actually wants to marry her for the right reasons instead mm-hmm. of honor and protection and such or we have the option that Penn might try to break off the engagement between them but Colin refuses to let her and insists that it's the two of them against the world. We love a bit of Colin versus the world. Or maybe the possibility that Penn actually does accept the proposal, as she does in the books, and the two of them are happily together before other forces try and split them apart. Mm. How are we feeling about the beginning of episode five? Mm. We've talked a lot about the possibility of a rejected proposal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anybody yeah. believe in the possibility of a broken engagement? I don't think so. I don't think so. We hope not. You know what? I think I'd like a broken engagement because it's more drama. Oh, please. (laughs) No. (laughs) Imagine the acting. Imagine Colin's face when she tries to break off the engagement. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, I guess I could see that, but more along the lines of like after maybe the blackmail plot, if that's in there. And she's like, oh, I might like you know, tell everybody who I am and to protect Colin. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I feel like if there is a broken engagement that it's the Queen's search for Lady Whistledown and perhaps the blackmail yeah. plot yeah. that propels that. Lucky, we were having a chat about this the other day. Yeah. And I was thinking about a broken engagement and I was wondering if it might be a case where 
Pen tries to break the engagement, but Colin doesn't let her because I think this will be a real moment of growth for him as a character as well. Because if you have the almost broken engagement, it gives Pen the ability to have that speech and the ability to want to sacrifice her relationship with him and that moment. That's true. But if he tells her no and that it's the two of them no matter what, then because I just think back to the first broken engagement that he had with Marina, he was so passive in that and he just let mm-hmm. that happen. Yeah. Because I think it would be a good moment of character development if he says, no, we're in this together. Yeah, he refuses to let her. Yeah, so she still has the ability to have that moment, but he rejects it and it's them two against the world. And that's the theme that characterizes the second part of the season. Hmm. You know, they could potentially have both where she rejects his first proposal and then they eventually get together and More there's drama. some other drama. <laughs> but I'm leaning towards a broken proposal because I yeah. feel like from the the book Colin's proposal is almost like an afterthought you know what I mean like it just kind of happens he's like are we gonna get married or not but we are very hopeful and honestly don't think that will be played out in the same way just because Penelope is maybe a more strong character yeah I think but Pen was in a very different position whereas I don't think yeah show Pen would stand for that no yeah I also think that Pen thinks Colin proposed because Marina seduced him and yeah. you know she yes. I don't think in that moment she's going to believe that Colin loves her so I don't think she may accept his proposal for that reason and I also feel like Colin needs a second proposal that's more planned kind of leaning into the big assuredly fervently loudly declaration paying off that moment potentially yeah it's not even just that like you said it's it is a second proposal that's needed it's not even that Colin Mm. should do it later when he's sort of properly established that he's in love with her but like they need a second go of it I feel like just to do better something that he's put more thought into yeah. So she knows that it's mm-hmm. not out of honor. Oh, Ovs. What's up? <laughs> well, I have a little theory about mm. episode five and six. Do you? <laughs> I do, I do. How about the idea that episode five will be Pollen drama as Penn refuses or resists Colin? Mm. We have a possible wedding in the shape of our favorite Fron. Is that how we're saying it? Fron? Fron, yes. Fron? And, but we also accept the shrimp emoji because it sounds like prawn. Fron? Yeah, F-R-O-H-N. That is me. Fron. <laughs> oh. Yeah, episode five, Pollen drama, Penn refusing Colin, a Fron wedding, with Paul intention at the wedding. Or a prudank wedding. Okay, you read my mind. <laughs> I said, where is the prudank representation? <laughs> you will get your moment in court very shortly, I promise you. But so that sort of like deep tension between the two yep. that builds up to the moment where Colin makes a genuine proposal again Penn is more inclined to believe him and the two get engaged at the end of episode five with episode six being Pollen together and engaged we get possible engagement night the possible mirror scene which we'll be turning to soon before the dramatic episode six turn in the story because there's always a big moment at the end of episode six Mm -hmm. so what could that dramatic turn be blackmail maybe the from the queen's plot line Cressida's Mm -hmm. plot line well now we're more sure it's Cressida right since we've seen the picture of that you spoke about since the recent promo yeah. Yeah. So last time we were speculating that maybe Cressida could maybe take credit for Lady Whistledown at the end of episode four, potentially. Mm. But I feel like, yeah, the big dramatic turn for episode six will probably be the blackmail plot. Yeah. Or maybe on top yeah. of the, the search for Lady Whistledown also ramping up at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. All going on. So we're all on the same page, more or less. We'll have yeah. our dissenters later on, I'm sure. Or, oh, I love adding a little flourish, but I wonder if in episode six, Penn could write as Lady Whistledown and say that Cressida isn't. And then the Queen yeah. and Cressida team up in order to find her. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, just to add to the dramatics. I'm just... 
I'm using Shonda brain, okay? <laughs> That's what we need. Because if episode six is the whole engagement focus, that would parallel the books quite well. Yeah. Right. Where we have things like the engagement night, but the dramatic turn mm-hmm. of Lady Whistledown mm-hmm. at that point yeah. in the story. Yeah. Well, as I say, we'll track this as we go through our crumbs. But for now, let's jump in our TARDIS. Sorry to mix fandoms here. And travel back to the beginning of block three. We're off to the beginning of November 2022. Happy memories indeed. Let's get going. <laughs> So to quickly kick things off, on the 2nd of November, the personal hair and makeup teams for Nicola, Simone, and possibly other cast members were on set, and it was later confirmed that they were filming press for season three. So we now suspect they filmed bits of promo during blocks two and three, as we'll see a little later on in the episode two. We know that the cast have been busy recently filming promo for season three, but we know that there are still tons to come out that was filmed at the same time they were filming the actual season, maybe using the sets too. Costumes. That's all to come. So we can't wait to finally glimpse those. On the 2nd of November also, Simone Ashley was interviewed by Vogue magazine. And in this interview, uh, Simone talked about season three and she talked about how this was the story of Cantony during their honeymoon phase and beyond. She also said that they'd been recently filming a dance and tonally it's so different, sweet, endearing and light compared to the heaviness of their story last season. Happy for him. I think Beans, you were talking about this recently as well, about how the tone of the season really carries through from the main couple through to the other couples too. Yeah. And we know that this season is going to have that sweeter, lighter tone in certain parts. So that is going to kind of balance with the Cantonese storylines for this year as well as they move into their new phase. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And then Simone continued to elaborate about Kate's role in season three. And she said that even though Kate comes across as fierce, people like that are sometimes the softest on the inside they develop that skin because they're vulnerable you see her insecurities and fears she's fucking nervous and i think the strength in admitting that so again talking about how in season three we're maybe going to see the vulnerable side of kate being explored more especially mm-hmm. in their marriage Cantonese fans will probably be happy because that kind of also hints that they might tap into some of the book subjects they had to skip in season two about yeah. her past and also mm. potentially Antony's fears which is why i always say it was such a shame that we didn't get the season one characters in season two yeah to carry that forward yeah and this is of literally the first season that we get to see what they're going to add in when the characters from previous seasons are staying on into the next season because it's yeah, not like yeah, a true yeah. anthology series where every story is different it's a world mm-hmm. full of different stories mm-hmm. yeah and they're going to continue to grow exactly yeah and this is the thing it's their happy endings they're not going to mess with so it's not like some horrible conflict is going to come up between Kate and Anthony yeah but that doesn't mean the characters can't be challenged so with Kate you're going to see her step into this new role and she's going to have challenges within that but it's not going to be a challenge within her relationship they're still going to be on solid ground yeah Yeah. and I cannot wait for that Cantony dance it sounds adorable yeah it's going to be sweet on the 8th of November Bridgerton's social media pages shared a clip of the you do not count scene with the caption fret not Miss Featherington for we all have heard that the most epic love tales begin as friendships Nick commented ooh how things are going to change and as we've seen from the stills of episodes one and two it looks like they'll be changing rather swiftly indeed that old chestnut of a scene always pops up when we very speedy. <laughs> our favorite <laughs> yeah oh happy daisy For now, it's time for our first known filming location of the block. Beans, where are you taking us? All right. So we are back off to Basildon Park. Basildon. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. We should just compile all the times I've said these things inaccurately. All right. <laughs> no, that's fine. Try again. <clears throat> We're back to Basildon. 
Yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah, you're good. We're back to Basildon Park. <laughs> we know the location was closed to the public from the end of October through the 19th of November, which was later confirmed to be for filming. Basildon has been used in season two as the exterior of the Featherington estate. We also suspect production returned there in July of 2022 to film for block one of season three. But we know that this set of closures at Basildon was for Bridgerton filming, thanks to a post by director. Billy Woodruff. <laughs> Billy posted an Instagram story of him on location with the caption, directing Bridgerton. The date of this video coincides with the closure at Basil D- Basil Basildon. <laughs> Basil, like Fawlty Towers. Yeah, Basil Fawlty. The date of this video coincides with the closure at Basildon Park, confirming this was being used for Bridgerton, and this confirms that Billy is a director of Block 3. We just appreciate from Billy the simplicity of directing Bridgerton. Yeah. Directing Bridgerton. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. We never get something that's like an answer. <laughs> it's like straightforward answers, absolutely unheard of in this fandom. Very appreciated. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> but Lecky, what was this little video? A Twitter user brought this little video to our attention of Billy filming himself on set at Basildon Park in what appears to be a bedroom. Mm -hmm. But there was also some speculation that the room Billy filmed in could have been used for a steamy scene as there is a bed in the background. Mm -hmm. From Beans' Crumbs, I knew that they were in Basildon Park at the time and was able to find the room that they shot in because there's (laughs) a very distinctive ornate design on the ceiling along with this fireplace with kind of this oval mirror. It's too high to be the mirror, but there is Mm -hmm. a a very distinctive mirror. Stand-down mirror fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Ovs and I were also able to identify a painting in the background by flipping the image as Billy's camera was shooting him from the front. So everything in the room was backwards. But funnily enough, this room turned out to be the green room at Basildon, which back in June, Ovs speculated could be the room where the moonlight pollen still was taken. So that is interesting. Could they be reusing this location for pollen? Possibly. The green and gold decor in the room is very Featherington-esque and Basildon has been used for the Featherington house scenes before. Mm-hmm. That being said, the bed they brought into the room for the scene has red curtains, mm-hmm. so that kind of clashes with the Featherington palette a little bit. It clashes with the room, to be absolutely honest with <laughs> mm-hmm. you. So maybe it's a Lady Danbury room? Who knows? Maybe. Marcus Anderson yeah. and Violet? <laughs> I will say, though, in retrospect, on a tip from one of our favorite sub-members, it looks like they may have not actually used the bed in question yeah. in the scene. Because of the depth of the room, it seems like they may have added a faux bed. Yeah. Like, it's not long enough to be a proper bed, but we could be wrong. It could also be related to Ben, too. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe a bit of Lady Tilly. Yep. Mm-hmm. But because of Obs' theory that maybe Pollen potentially used this room in an earlier scene, yeah. it could be like a follow-up Pollen scene. I don't know. This one kind of mystifies me. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a weird coincidence, though. I just randomly plucked that green room out of thin air for the Tidum thing and for it to actually come mm-hmm. back, but I don't think this is a Pollen room. No. The red bed. So yeah. So now I'm completely thrown. I will say that the red bed, it looks like it's inspired by another bed that's on the property mm-hmm. that's actually like blocked off. It's like cordoned off. You can't actually touch the bed. It's probably an antique. Yeah. So I wonder if they just really liked it and created like a replica yeah. with like kind of the same features and, and color scheme. But you're right that the red isn't very pollen. I also want to say though that color grading makes a big difference on film. Mm-hmm. So I think something that we've noticed is from like the leaks to when they actually release the stills is that some of the outfits 
look a little bit different after they've been color graded. Mm -hmm. And so the room could match a little bit better. Before we move on, I was just thinking like the red bed, it could be Marcus's bedroom, but they're Mm -hmm. just filming a talking scene or something or even alone, like, you know, getting ready to go out or something like that. Or having a conversation with Lady Danbury. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, stop seeing Violet. Yeah. Beans. Yeah. This is filmed, as we were saying, at Basildon Park, which we've seen before as Featherington House. But it doesn't mean that just because they're returning there that it is used in the same capacity, right? Right. So as a reminder to everyone, just because a location has previously been used for one set doesn't mean it will be used again in the same way. They've used same locations for different scenes. And this is actually relevant to the next location production visited just a day or two after they were at Basildon. A story by Billy Woodruff confirmed filming was taking place over at Wilton House. Wilton has been used for many different scenes in the show, including the presentation hall, Lady Danbury's library, Cliveden Castle, and a garden party. To carry on, in mid-November, we had a few more crumbs about some filming locations. Sadly, there were no leaks, but we do think we know where they might have gone to. Isn't that right, Beans? So we believe they were filming at Loseley Park, a Tudor Manor house in Surrey. We're not sure like what they were filming here, but the location mm-hmm. has been used for other period dramas, including The Favourite and Rebecca. And Obs' all-time favourite TV show, Belgravia. Mm. Don't mention that fucking TV show to me. We'll touch on <laughs> Belgravia in our next block, I tell you now. Filming also is believed to have taken place at RAF Halton, which has been used as both the Bridgerton and Featherington House interiors. We actually heard about the filming here because someone on Facebook posted about seeing a load of the cast out for dinner very close to the location. Notably, all the cast were members of the Bridgerton family, so we believe they were filming Bridgerton family scenes. The mm-hmm. entrance hall of the Bridgerton House is filmed at RAF Halton, so possibly that's what they were up to while they were there. And like I say, sadly, we didn't get any filming leaks from Loseley or from RAF Halton, but worry not, dear listeners, because if filming leaks are what you're after, then filming leaks you most certainly will get now because, my word, <laughs> in late November, we were hit by an absolute deluge of leaks, courtesy of yes. our good old friend, the old Royal Naval College. Veg, back yeah. home with you. Beans, Mm -hmm. what was going on? Yeah, so production headed back to Greenwich. They last filmed at the old Royal Naval College back in July of 2022. Every time I say 2022, (laughs) I die a little inside. I'm still here. The Naval College is used for market scenes, general tons people scenes, and establishing shots of carriages driving through. Production pitched back up in Greenwich for a really solid week of filming, and they did a ton of different scenes that we'll get into. (laughs) Now, there was a lot going on. And we were blessed. Mm-hmm. We had a vegetable on the ground, a spy mm-hmm. on the inside, our dearest veg, who was secretly messaging beans on the side like an English spy in a World War II drama. <laughs> veg, welcome to the fold. This was your moment to shine. What was going on? <laughs> come in, beans, come in, beans. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> beans kept being like, I have someone who is nearby. And she's yeah. messaging me. Mm-hmm. And it was very secret. And we were like amazed that there was this figure. Your messages came in like Morse code. Like you'd yeah. send a screenshot and we'd be like, bloop, 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 decoding it all. They asked me who it was and I was like, oh, her name is Veg's Bay. <laughs> <laughs> like they would message me and be like, has Miss Vegetable sent anything to you today? <laughs> Stop. No, I remember one of the posts that you did, like summing up stuff. Mm-hmm. You put like 
that I'd helped or like we credited me in some way yeah. and I was at that point too scared to like even have my username referenced in the post <laughs> I mean cut to a year later um... and... <laughs> and I'm screaming into my phone voice notes app on Christmas Day when they released the picture. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the good stuff. And I'll caveat that at the time I was going through the old Royal Naval College like on a daily basis on the way to somewhere. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, it wasn't like I was hanging around waiting. You weren't lingering. No, I wasn't lingering. And also anywhere I mentioned going in there, but I had the right to be there. I had a pass to get into a particular building from like this thing that was happening at the time. But, you know. But Veg, this is very common at the old Royal Naval College, isn't it? Like they film yeah, yeah, yeah. tons. I think it's like one of the most filmed locations in the world. Yeah, there's a lot there. So late November, what did yes. you see? So it happened over a couple of days, the 24th and 25th. And 24th, I started seeing them setting up stuff in the morning. Mm-hmm. I did see them unloading a carriage, which we mm-hmm. later learned was the Queen's carriage, which we'll return to later. And also it looked like they were blacking out some of the windows by the chapel, which I actually Ooh. went back this weekend and checked what it was. And it's just a cafe like next to the chapel mm-hmm. that's I think mm-hmm. for students but it seems like maybe that was where they were sort of hiding people yeah <laughs> so that was really interesting but it was clearly a huge production and as we'll see mm-hmm. it was a very busy week of filming in Greenwich I also saw some horses and footmen and it was funny seeing the footmen with their white wigs walking around like on their iPhones <laughs> It was very ahead of the time. But there were like several horses, so it's clear that there were going to be several carriages. They all did look the same, so maybe they were just popping out horses when they got tired. But I think it it was clear that there's sort of some kind of event that carriages were pulling up for. So I saw everything be set up, and then later that day, I went for a run and... I could see that there were lights in a bit that wasn't sort of in the public area and this is where I did have access to go in. So basically they'd blocked off some of the access but I was able to go into this university building into like the staircase and look through (laughs) the window that Mm -hmm. let out onto that square that you couldn't go into but you could see from the staircase and oh boy I saw a lot. Now I didn't see Penelope and Colin. They were very elusive this block. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, but it was very exciting. Like, lots of students were coming past and I was trying to act very nonchalant. Like, they were like, oh, is it something filming? And I was like, yeah, I think so. I think, I'm not sure what it is. I think maybe Bridgerton. I... Oh, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> but basically the square was the marketplace and it may have yeah. been mm-hmm. where like that setup. I didn't see it in block one, but I was away that, but it might have been where the same setup as they'd taken the marketplace pollen, mm-hmm. you know, Lord Whistledown. So that's exciting. But there's basically lots of market stores around and a fair amount of extras. No one I could particularly recognise, but it looked like there's potentially one of the mamas. But what there was was a group of men standing in the middle who were having a conversation and they were all being a big focus of the scene there was a camera right up by them and there was also a boom mic so it was clear that it wasn't just like a passing thing that they were the focus of the scene so there's a group of four people two who looked like lords and then there was a guy who at the time I thought maybe it would be John we didn't know anything about it at the time but because of a later (laughs) scene I think that may have been John and then another guy who looked like maybe an older relation in a top hat and so those four were talking in the 
this first scene that I watched they kept doing that same scene as is done and that was very exciting and I was sort of wondering who these four men were that were quite important Mm -hmm. so then I like sprinted up to Ranger's house to see if there was anything happening (laughs) there and there wasn't and then sprinted back up that hill bear in mind I was working that day (laughs) (laughs) the dedication to the cause so then I headed back and they'd changed up for another scene and this time it was sort of a tea sitting around on Mm -hmm. tables women sitting around tables and then I believe the man who I'd seen earlier but could have been someone else Mm -hmm. walking up to the table and now looking back it was Fran who was sitting on the table so basically who may have been John approaching Fran thing is in some of the pictures it looks different to Victor Ali the guy who walks up to Fran I'm not sure could it be Michael I think it could have been Michael because it does look like a different person but I will say that the window was a bit warped yeah the position so I'm not convinced hard to see yeah it is an old building and like it's more likely that John would probably be walking towards Fran but I don't know I think it could have been Michael and I'm excited to see the scene and so as for Fran that sighting I believe it was her because there was a Bridgeton maid standing behind her with the Mm -hmm. typical clothes that they wear also it just looked really like Hannah Dodd Um, and she was on a table with other young debutante looking people with another table that was further away looked to be older women like mamas so that was what I saw so you sent all this through and we were eating up because this was the first sort of suggestion that John and Michael were going to be involved in this season so thank you for breaking that to us all Mm -hmm. and we will return back to more John Sterling sightings later in future episodes Mm, but thanks to this tip off from Veg we were able to keep an eye out for this particular actor who was maybe in the earlier scene which led us with other Pollard fans to be able to piece together our suspicions that John Sterling will be played by Victor Ali and this was a scene from episode 5 or 6 of a nice little Fran and Sterling boys scene Lecky, did we see anybody else in these market scenes? Very embarrassingly, we saw an extra who we suspected was Brimsley. <laughs> Always the sideburn comparisons that we have to make, isn't it? <laughs> yes, more sideburn comparisons. <laughs> and my favorite extra, we call him Crab Guy. There's this picture of this extra <laughs> at the market. He has his like hands up almost as if he's, he's like trying to show his muscles, but he kind of looks like he's making like crab hands. <laughs> and hilariously at the time, this was considered a spoiler on the fallen separate. <laughs> so we weren't allowed to post a picture of crab guys. So I instead once had to replace a comment with a picture of the Swedish chef with crab hands <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to demonstrate what I was talking about. We'll share this just for fun, but that's one of my favorite things we saw. <laughs> so we had the market scenes being filmed in the courtyard, but the rest of the overall Neville College was closed off too. Lecky, what was happening over there? Along with the courtyard filming with John and Francesca, there was also a photo of tons of people milling about near the columns mm-hmm. on the exterior of the old Royal Naval college and because Bridgerton fans are experts at Where's Waldo or Where's Wally depending on where you're from they immediately zeroed in on one male actor in the mix who looked suspiciously like Colin and was also dressed head to toe in purple you know what this is once again one of the many many instances of us not being able to recognize the main character of the show we apparently (laughs) care about so much so it was this amazing shot that half of us were absolutely convinced for your reason was Colin first of all Veg, how is the maybe Colin looking? Because this, this shook our little boots, didn't it? Yes. A Willy Wonka, oh, sorry. (laughs) Purple velvet Colin is wearing a very shockingly blurry, very dark purple suit, Mm. Um, a top hat and sideburns that not only prompted much discussion and analysis, but also led many astray. And 
I just want to say before we get into the analysis that this picture freaks me out and I've never been able to see any human like legit (laughs) this looks like a doll I think the lighting is very strange it just doesn't look real at all it looks completely like a painted doll face freaking out and we were like that's our boy (laughs) well halfers were very convinced it was Colin including me Mm. I made collages comparing the sideburns once again sideburn analysis top of our priorities and we were there being like wow how has he gone from pirate to willy wonka yeah <laughs> to purple and we were like what does this say about his story um lucky <laughs> yeah. what's this colin tragically purple velvet colin turned out not to be colin at <laughs> all very embarrassing considering how much sideburn analysis the fandom had done at that time and i believe obs at one point had even stuck him on a cross with pictures of blue pen and blurry pen from russ park as a like a holy trinity of blurry set leaks <laughs> yeah. before we realized the truth i we will also share this this really sad meme. <laughs> I think another video came out later from a different angle and it just definitely yeah, wasn't yeah, him. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to have some clowning to pass the time. So we have our market scenes. We have our purple velvet. Beans, what else was going on? While they were up in Greenwich, they also used a new location at the old Royal Naval College, the Chapel of St. Peter. And St. Paul, the chapel, (laughs) was closed for filming on the 24th and 25th of November. And fortunately for us, we had once again a veg on hand. Veg, what did you see from the ground? Oh, so very early morning this was, and it was very cold. But November 25th morning looked like there was a group of women wearing kind of bridesmaid style dresses oh yeah now what has been confusing since is that this wasn't in the wedding block so i don't know i can't really work it out but definitely open to opinions here but basically the dresses were long floaty material Mm -hmm. good chunk of them are green which freaked me out (laughs) but there were also some pink and purple as well and they were all very floaty taffeta netting midsummer night's dream-esque quite bridesmaidsy and another Another clue that it was relevant is that they had quite a fair amount of security. You couldn't walk through the point. They were sending people around another way and it was outside the chapel. It was close to the market area they'd been filming. So yeah, very exciting. So these leaks came out and immediately a ton of people, almost everyone was suspecting that it was a wedding that was being filmed because it was using the chapel. There were many characters coming outside. Again, as you say, it felt very bridesmaidy. So we were all freaking out thinking, is this a pollen wedding because surely that is what was being filmed. Well, not everybody thought that. Oops. If you were <laughs> if you were not in the fandom at the time, some fans jumped to the conclusion that this was a trial oh, for Penn, yeah. mistaking the priests on set for judges. Luckily, we do not think Penn is put on trial, at least not at this point in the story. I'm pretty sure they're saving the execution for the epilogue. Lucky. <laughs> But we're pretty confident this is a wedding because if you go back and watch the wedding from season two, you'll notice that there are also multiple priests present during the ceremony mm-hmm. and the extras were also described by fans as being beautifully attired, kind of tying in what Veg said about the bridesmaid style dresses. And there were choir boys, the floofy, fluffy choir boys. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Ain't no choir boys gonna be there singing for an execution. <laughs> it's a, it was a learning experience for them, Beans. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were singing choral hymns as Penn's head being chopped off. <laughs> oh, she's dead. Ding that dong, bitch is dead. Pen is dead. 
<laughs> it suddenly just becomes the opening of Wicked. Yeah. With Eloise <laughs> as Glinda. No one more's the Wicked. Wicked. A little tribute for Johnny Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> he just doubled on set. He was like, I've got this. Jack Murphy was also seen on set, which mm-hmm. led some to suspect that a ball was maybe being filmed in the chapel as well. A ball at the execution? My, 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 we are busy. A ball at the execution. <laughs> mm. But two things about this. Both Veg and Ovs have been to this chapel a number of times, and most mm-hmm. of the pews and fixtures within the chapel are firmly placed and cannot be moved. So mm-hmm. they wouldn't clear this out for a ball. And second thing to note yeah. is that as well as doing dance choreography, Jack Murphy is also the movement director for Bridgerton. This means mm-hmm. that he is also in charge of choreographing scenes where maybe an actor has to move with the camera and it has to look natural. Mm-hmm. Or there is a scene where there are many moving parts like the market scene. He helps with those movements to make them seem mm-hmm. more fluid and realistic. So if he is on set, that doesn't always mean that there's going to be a ball. Mm-hmm. He could just in fact be there to help with all of the moving parts in a particularly complicated scene. Such as a wedding. Such as a wedding. Maybe <laughs> directing the movement for the wedding entrance. Yes. Mm-hmm. A little ball change with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tap dancing down the aisle to her execution. Tippity tap, I'm about to die. <laughs> out in style. So as well as our lovely veg on the ground, there were other fans nearby who were also looking out for filming because Greenwich is very accessible if you want to watch filming for stuff like this. And we had a whole bunch of cast that we're seeing on this particular day. They were seen coming in and out of the chapel. So we yeah. had, I'm going to go by character names if that's easier, if that's okay. We had the actors for Dankworth, Violet, Penelope, Colin, Benedict, Francesca, Eloise, Lady Danbury, Portia, Prudence, Philippa, Lord Cheese, aka our darling Miss Finch, <laughs> Emma Mar of the Ton, Marcus Anderson, and like you say, we had choir boys, we had clergymen, all possible judges chop pens head off, and a lot of tons of people. Now, I think we got photos of Adwa Ando and Ruth Gemmel mm-hmm. coming onto the set, but Veg, you said that the security had been very strict. And I remember mm. another fan who was on set said they weren't allowed to take photos of the main cast leaving. So it was definitely yeah. something big going on that they didn't want people to see. Yeah. So what do we think was being filmed? Don't think it was the trial. We think that there was a wedding being filmed here. And bear in mind, this was before Block 4, so this was before the other wedding wedding took place yes as far as we knew this was the big wedding so whose wedding is this now our most likely candidates obviously at the time we thought pollen but for reasons that we'll get into in our next crumbs episode we pretty much think the pollen wedding is going to be in block four in either episode seven or episode eight mm-hmm. so if we're yeah. ruling pollen out as a potential then i think that leaves the most likely candidates as a fron wedding or mm-hmm. beans you've got your moment of justice here my love prudank good old prudank wedding what do we think is a prudank wedding okay before we get into theories i will say mm-hmm. this is just a little fun production thing i believe this was the beginning of the ad's carrying umbrellas to cover the, the <laughs> actors when they actually finished filming all of the ad's ended up getting shirts of like them holding umbrellas and dancing around <laughs> yeah so i believe that was the start because i don't think they did it for season two but they definitely did it for this season they covered up all the actors with umbrellas they really didn't want them to be seen 
screen and that carried through to block four as well mm-hmm. so we are gonna have to work it out a different way if we can't do it from onset pictures so let's go <laughs> yeah. by logic beans i'm so sorry to do this to you i do love you but i just can't see it being a prudent wedding and here's why <sighs> i'm sorry babe but neither of them are titled yeah we know he's just harry dankworth he's not a lord or anything so right. isn't it more likely that if they get married which we hope for i'm not taking that away from you but wouldn't they have more like a living room wedding like the finches had mm. why would prudence <gasps> And Dankworth have a huge wedding on this scale. Because they're hot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not taking that away from you. (laughs) I will say that there was a fan on Twitter. I spoke with her and she saw Bessie and James together on set. They were at least interacting together on set. I don't know if they were filming, but they were together, which Mm -hmm. kind of solidified our idea that Prudank is a thing. So maybe that says that they're together by this episode. Yeah. Beans, we're not taking away that they're going to get married. It's just the logistics, babe, we're talking about. Because, like, if the non-titled get a quite a wedding, such as what we saw with the Finches. Now, I know what you're going to say. Neither Penn or Colin are titled either. So you might be like, well, surely, why would they also have a huge wedding? But they're the leads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, lady, whistle down. The Bridgertons are a hugely more prestigious family. And Penn is probably going to have a more prominent role in society. And we're suspecting maybe the Queen is going to pay attention to her. Yeah. A building up to a bigger wedding. As for why this isn't a pollen wedding, Mm -hmm. just very quickly. I mean, it's possible it could be a pollen wedding. It could be a pollen wedding that isn't carried to fruition. But we didn't see all of the redheaded extras that we saw at the pollen wedding in Block 4. Yeah. Yeah. So many redheads. (laughs) (laughs) Although Featheringtons hadn't turned out for this one. Um, (laughs) So just that's a point. And also there were like very distinctive blue and yellow flowers at the second wedding, which we will get into more in block four. There's a lot of reasons why we think the second wedding is the proper pollen wedding. Yes. If it might not be a pollen wedding and it isn't a prudank wedding, then is Mm -hmm. the most likely candidate Fran and John? Because if you think about it, Mm -hmm. he is an earl and she's from the Bridgertons, probably the diamond of the season, lest we forget. So would it make sense for these two to have this kind of level of wedding? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Saying all of that, Nick and Nudes were not seen in costume here, Mm -hmm. which doesn't bother me too much because I think that they wanted to hide their outfits regardless of what they were filming at the time. Mm -hmm. But what I don't get is that Fran was seen in costume and it wasn't mentioned as a wedding dress. Don't think it was. But I still think this is a Fran wedding and I suspect that maybe they um, had her change out of her costume to maybe avoid spoilers. That's the only kind of logical explanation I could think of. Um, And then the only other alternative to that is that maybe it's an interrupted wedding or pen jilts Colin or something like that, especially because fans spotted some paper boys filming outside Mm -hmm. of the chapel so maybe there's something about Lady Whistledown being released at the time but that could be for you know some other point in those two episodes. Well I will say Daphne's dress wasn't very over the top either though like it wasn't like you wouldn't necessarily look at it and be like wedding dress so Mm -hmm. I think it's very like the Bridgertons have a more subtle less in your face yeah especially Fran and Fran's quite an understated character yeah Fran is so I feel like it probably was a little bit more simple understated uh, understated yes yeah mm-hmm. and I wouldn't put it past them to put her in a decoy dress yeah yeah that's what I was thinking. they did that with Nicola in like block four for her wedding dress they like had her go in, in the church in regular clothes which we'll talk about when I get to block four yeah they had a change out yeah they covered her up yeah so because a huge plot point like Fran getting married they'd want to hide and then they always wanted to hide 
Penn and Collins costuming, regardless of the context of the scene, except for Bath. So, Lecky, you're on board the front wedding. Yeah. Guys, are you on board with it being a front wedding? How we convert Yeah, you? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we thinking that this could come maybe in episode five or so? So, yeah, I think so. Maybe Fran and John have quite a straightforward romance and they get together because we want their romance to be very beautiful and idyllic so that it hurts so much more. Yeah. The backdrop of like John and Fran just like so in love and like everything's yes. working out. Yeah. And meanwhile, Colin is, because it, then the Bridgertons are going to be distracted by that, right? Like, yeah, yes. Violet's not going to be paying attention to Colin and everything, mm-hmm. and Colin's going to be losing his damn mind. Now, yep. there were some theories, like, maybe they would have a moment of tension at the wedding, him and Penn would. I feel mm-hmm. like that would be copying season two a little bit too much, you oh. know, because they have that mm-hmm. uh, um that wedding scene, like maybe they'll look at each other, but I don't think it's going to be like a fantasy scene like uh, Antony had yeah, yeah, at, yeah. at the wedding. But maybe there'll be some like longing glances at each other, you know? That's what Ops wants. Well, yeah. Lucky, you know this very well. Because I think that this contextually, if we like go on our theory of what the episode could be, if Penn has rejected him and he's trying to spend the episode convincing her to be with him and she's resisting and he's devastated and heartbroken. Like you say, Beans, if you have this magical, perfect wedding story of Fran and John mm-hmm. playing out that hurts so much more when you see the broken side of of him not being able to convince Penn and I think yeah. it would be a lovely break it would be a lovely way to break through to Penn if they have this moment at the wedding where it's right. like a fantasy scene where they are just there for Fran and John and then they look at mm-hmm. each other it's such like a cliche but like I eat that shit up you know they mm-hmm. look at yes. each other and it's that moment of it should be us up there not only that but for Penn and Colin a moment where they're like I want this to be us yeah. and maybe this yeah. could also propel Colin to continue pursuing Penn and try to convince her to change her mind yeah. and that leads them to because Colin loves a wedding and this might yep. break through for both of them also just want to say that if this is a front wedding one a brilliant opportunity to have michael tension too as francis <gasps> marries john oh yeah 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 and I was also just thinking about, again, going back to how it's going to apply to everybody. It could be a moment of tension for so many characters. Yes. Lady Tilly yeah. and Ben, if that's a thing. Marcus Anderson and mm-hmm. Violet, if that's a thing. Penn and Con- Like, it could be so, like... <laughs> I was just I was just imagining Lady Danbury seated in, <laughs> in between, like, Marcus and Violet or something. And Marcus <laughs> looks over. <laughs> Uh, and Violet's like not trying not to look back at him you know she's being her little Violet self and Lady Danbury's just pissed off but Mm -hmm. yeah meanwhile Kate and Anthony are just like oh we're so happy we're married we're Kate and Anthony Colin's dying in a corner there you go you could have some Penelope's tension because the wedding is an environment where it's forcing everyone to interact and we could Mm -hmm. have a Penelope's moment where we check in and see where their tension yeah. is in their story. I was just thinking another possibility is that John and Fran may not have like an easy journey to their engagement and their wedding and that mm-hmm. maybe something comes up where they have to fight for their relationship a little bit because if we continue with our theory that Colin finds out that Penn is Lady Whistledown in episode four then it's likely that a lot of episode five could be Colin trying to come to terms with not only his love for Penn and desire to be with her mm-hmm. but kind of working through his feelings about her secret. It's likely to continue to be a point of contention between Penn and Colin. Maybe Colin is still struggling to cope with the revelation. Maybe that adds to Penn's reluctance to be with him. But if we have this parallel of the fraud wedding and maybe things haven't been perfectly smooth for them either, it could give mm-hmm. way to like a really nice sibling moment between Fran and Colin potentially, where maybe Fran helps guide him through that difficulty a little and provides him with clarity about how he feels, kind of conveying that it's not always easy to be with the one you love 
love, yeah. but you can overcome whatever is in your path. A moment of reflection for Fran and a moment of guidance or encouragement for Colin. Yeah. Now, Lecky, you did just mention something about some paper boys being seen yes. around the chapel. What's going on? Yes. Yeah, so paper boys were also spotted in the filming by fans, which suggests that there could be like a lady whistledown angle. Mm -hmm. That being said, I was thinking about this and I also think it's possible that they could have been filming like general shots of paper boys mm -hmm. handing out papers at the old Royal Naval College, not necessarily during the wedding. And I think it's possible that they could maybe intercut this with a montage of footmen handing out flyers announcing yeah. the Queen's reward for Lady Whistledown's capture, which is our next topic for discussion. If all that wasn't enough, the old Royal Naval College was not doing this yet because there was more filming spotted. These are some of my favourite filming leaks. It's truly bewildering, mysterious, an enigma wrapped in the Hound of Baskervilles. So we had a lot of tons of people knocking about. We had also horrific weather. Do you remember this? Gale yeah. horse winds. Watch for this scene in the actual show and you will see how the poor extras are fighting for their lives to act like it's a beautiful <laughs> day in Mayfair. I cannot oh, wait. Oh, yeah. But this was no ordinary ton scene. Lecky, what on earth was going on? So we received some really great footage from this time from fans and passersby. There were a ton of carriages, which always makes us excited. But mm -hmm. the one video that excited us most involves a camera crew filming what looks like Colin's carriage driving down the road. His carriage ends up parking in front of what looks like Queen Charlotte's carriage and mm. on the steps behind the carriages we can see tons of people milling about and a ton of royal footmen. But what's really intriguing is that we see the camera crew filming Colin's carriage coming to a brief stop and a Bridgerton footman opens the door of the carriage for a royal footman who then peers inside. This was so interesting because it kind of looked like the royal footmen were stopping it in its tracks and our original yeah. interpretation as a fandom I think most people thought that the footmen were searching inside looking for someone and so everyone was like, oh my God, are they searching for Penelope? Is Penelope in hiding? Does the queen know she's Lady Whistledown? Are they searching yeah. the carriages? Have they stopped Collins because they suspect she's with him? Which, mm -hmm. I mean, it has so many implications. But do we still think that's what's going on? I don't. That's what, what my original idea was. But upon mm -hmm. thinking about this a bit more and discussing it with Obbs, I think something else might be going on here. Because from the leaks, we don't see them searching any other carriages. And I find it hard to imagine them searching all carriages if they don't know who they are looking for. Furthermore, this mm -hmm. seems like too early in the season for them to know that Penn is Lady Whistledown. And to revisit the royal footman I mentioned on the steps, at least one of them is pictured handing out a flyer to a woman who takes it from him. So I'm thinking that maybe the royal footmen are handing out flyers about the Queen's search for Lady Whistledown and mm -hmm. or any reward that might be offered. And that mm -hmm. Colin's carriage is stopped and he might be handed a flyer that he might be sitting inside the carriage. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this would be really dramatic, especially if Colin knows that Penn is Lady Whistledown at that point and has oh, potentially yeah. rejected his proposal and subsequently his protection. Also, um, just to mention, the curtains on Colin's carriage were closed, so we couldn't see who was inside, which kind of added to the, the mystery. <laughs> I thought it was just, like, production or something sitting in the back, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> probably nobody in there, and then they filmed um, his scene, like, in the studio or something like that is probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I think that maybe makes more sense what you're saying about mm -hmm. because like you say that would work very well at that moment if he's already in a huge panic about Penn not agreeing to be with him and then there's this threat yeah. of the queen looking for her and yeah. it makes it even more pressing to him so I think you might have cracked it it's maybe not as exciting as like them hunting down Penn but like you say it just doesn't really yeah. fit the story at that time yeah, yeah it's too early so I think I'm with you 
Were there any other carriages spotted, seen as though we're on the topic? Well, as I said, we saw quite a few of them. There were were so (laughs) many, guys. There were so many carriages. But someone on social media managed to snap a photo of what looks like an actress, though it could be a stand-in, riding in what looks like Colin's carriage. So it's definitely a Bridgerton carriage, as the footmen were wearing Mm -hmm. the Bridgerton livery again. So this suggests that Colin may be riding with a female family member, or perhaps Penn, at some point in episode five or six. Mm -hmm. The third and final carriage we'd like to draw attention to is a yellow carriage that was spotted on set during this time. I believe we first spotted this carriage back at Austerly. The crest on the side has mystified us for some time as it kind of looks like duck feet. But in retrospect, <laughs> I was thinking about it and I thought this could potentially be Dankworks carriage because as we know, Dublin isn't present at Austerly where mm-hmm. we saw that first yellow carriage. So this can't be his carriage. Yeah. Yes. So we think that maybe the, the it's not actually duck feet, but it looks like duck feet. I think maybe this yellow carriage could potentially be Dankworks because we think he's involved that early in the season. Mm-hmm. And if his color scheme is like a citrus yellow. Yellow. True. Yes, how cute. Love. It's a fooding wedding. Love it. Yeah, he's like <laughs> slipping right in with the family colors. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm gonna fucking love Dankworth. I think everybody does. I already love James Foon. Yeah. I think he is so sweet. I, th- I feel like I'm just gonna love him so much. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh, also, it's worth mentioning that other carriages were seen around set at this time, including the black Bridgerton carriage that's notably used by Antony and the green feather carriage. So they could have been filming specific scenes or maybe establishing shots of carriages riding through the town. So I think, Lucky, you've put forward a good case that we can then maybe extrapolate that in episodes five and six, the Queen is seriously ramping up her search for Lady Whistledown. Yeah. Maybe she's taking this really far because you know what she's like, she gets really into the game of it and maybe goes a little bit too far by, you know, she's handing out papers to the Tons people like flyers with the bounty mm-hmm. and stopping yeah. carriages to spread the news, then yeah. that suggests that that is really ramping up, which is going to heighten the pressure on Pollen and their relationship. Mm-hmm. And this might run, which we'll touch on in a minute, alongside the blackmail plot. So keep that in mind. But to lighten the mood a little bit, to alleviate from all the stress of blackmail and carriages being stopped, just to quickly mention a couple of social media posts that were made. On the 26th of November, they posted a debutante clip of our lovely pen from season two, episode four, with a caption, something tells me Miss Featherington's upcoming third social season will be her most successful yet. And they also posted on Twitter, a lovely photo, speaking of carriages, of behind the scenes of Luke Newton in the carriage from again, 204, with a caption, a fine day for a carriage ride, is it not Mr. Bridgerton. And then on the 28th of November, Hannah Dodd was interviewed by the Italian Rev. And we talked about John and Fran a lot in this episode. And Hannah Dodd was interviewed where she shared her thoughts on the character. She talked about how good it was to have a character who was from a book series because it gave her so much more material to come into. And she talked about how a lot of her preparation came from the books. And when it came to the show, she talked about Francesca playing the piano. So Hannah Dodd went into piano lessons. They had etiquette lessons and dialect lessons. And this ties back into the stills from Christmas where we suspected that the family picture is them watching Fran calmly playing the piano before her presentation. Yes. Mm -hmm. So commitment to the cause. And Hannah Dodd also talked more about Francesca's character saying that she's an introvert and without giving too much away, the other siblings are really happy in big environments and they thrive in big environments and know who they are and feed off each other. But whilst Fran has all of that, she prefers her one-on-ones, she prefers her small groups and she really thinks and spends a lot of time with her thoughts. So where the others are happy to banter and compete with each other, Fran is happy to observe. She doesn't feel the need to compete for attention. 
Beans, I think this ties in with what we were saying earlier about Francesca and how at this point in the story, that sort of one-on-one preference that she has with her siblings might come into a story beat with her and Colin as he's going through this really difficult moment as her fairy tale is playing out perfectly. Mm -hmm. They can have Mm -hmm. this moment of connection where she maybe gives him a bit of insight or comfort. Yeah. But then, are we ready for another mystery? Yes. Because I swear to God, this block was full of them. Also on the 28th of November, Nicola released a video and it was actually her raising funds for the charity that she supports. We'll include a link to this in our show notes if you'd also like to go and support it. Nicola has done a lot of fundraisers for this in the past, so it's an Irish children's hospice, Laura Lynn. So Nicola was raffling off a bag that had been signed by the cast and she Mm -hmm. made this video with cast members on set encouraging people to go and join in the raffle. And do you remember this video? It was completely black and white and she didn't show any of the cast members because they were all in costume, but we had the voices of everyone chipping in as they're mm-hmm. encouraging people to donate. And it was very revealing. Beans, first of all, where do we think this video was filmed? Because even though it was looking down, we still figured it out. Yeah, so the filming was believed to have been on set at Oxbridge. Mm-hmm. The cast were standing in the Featherington entrance hall, which was embarrassingly we identified by the <laughs> tiles on the floor. <laughs> so Not our finest moment. Yep. In this video, we had Nicola, we had Adua, Jonathan Bailey, Luke Newton, all the cast that you'd expect to maybe find hanging around the Featherington residence. But Lecky, who else was in this video and who else was therefore on set with the Bridgerton family and with Lady Danbury? It was Jess Madsen who plays Cressida. Very unusual. My, my. Now this set us all spiralling because why on earth was Cressida Cowper on set at the Featheringtons. Right. They were standing in the hallway, right? But we don't yep. know they were actually filming there. Mm-hmm. It looked right. like that's where like the cast were waiting. Do you yes. know what set is adjacent to the hallway? On inside Bridgerton, there is a model of the Featherington house. Mm. And on the left, there's a study and there's a hallway. And on the right, mm-hmm. there's just a door, which to yeah. me makes me think that there is either nothing there or it connects to another set. So like either yeah. a Bridgerton set, Bridgerton family set, or some other, right. um, like, yeah. ex- like, you know, like a faux exterior or, or something like that. So mm-hmm. we don't yeah. know what's on the right. Like, I feel like we can speculate that it's either like maybe a Featherington house scene or it could be a Bridgerton scene. It could right. be something else, but I think those are the two likely candidates that Cressida is there filming a scene with them on one of those sets. In the show, in the hallway, when Penn goes out to talk to Colin in season one, there was a drawing room and the dining room and they were both on the mm-hmm. left hand side. I don't know if they're connected, but yeah. Beans, a little theory then at this point in the story, because if we're speculating, again, we've literally made this up out of the air, if we're speculating that they're going to get engaged properly by maybe the end of episode five or episode right. six, mm-hmm. could this be, you know, you've wanted this for a very long time, could this be the Featherington Bridgerton engagement dinner part two? Maybe. Oh, please, God. But with Cressida there either crashing it or maybe she's just invited herself somehow as Eloise's plus one. I was just thinking that because I was thinking Cressida's going to have to confront Penn because she's going to know. Mm-hmm. And so I would say if this is after Fran's wedding, everything's filmed out of order, so this could be completely wrong. Yeah. If this was them having that dinner, oh my God, having that dinner and then Cressida is like, I need to talk to Penelope Featherington and then... Eloise like perks up and she looks at Colin and she looks out you know and Colin's like oh something's going on here well you know whatever Mm -hmm. she could threaten her then 
And then, like, that has the fallout of her breaking up the proposal. It's interesting that Lady Danbury is also there. So you have to think of yeah. why would she also be there? Why would she also be present with mm. the Bridgertons or the Featheringtons? And maybe an engagement dinner could potentially be something. Well, maybe if they do go down the line of Lady Danbury being close with Penn. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering if this could be the dramatic end of episode six. Maybe. Because there's always something that kind of, like, big drops, right? That's, like, setting up yeah. a major conflict between the main two could it be that this is the engagement dinner yeah or just yeah. the dinner with the Featheringtons and Cressida ends up there and either threatens Penn privately or right. could she even drop the bombshell to everyone in the room because if you imagine like it's only the senior Bridgertons that are gonna be at the dinner right I don't think she's gonna drop the bombshell to the room I think she's gonna try to torture Penn I feel like Colin and Penn will kind of need to later unite mm-hmm. with the Bridgerton family or get some support from Antony or kind of clue them in yeah. later on mm-hmm. but I feel like it'll probably be the one-on-one type thing first right especially because yeah. there's that conflict between Penn and Cressida from episode one you know yeah, I feel like they need right. to, to carry that forward and have that moment alone with the two of them and Colin's always been kind of caught between the two a little bit like from yes from Colin refusing to dance with Cressida and then right. him you know leaving Cressida mm-hmm. on the dance floor and going mm-hmm. to yes. straight away yeah it's always been that kind of tension mm-hmm. yeah. and it would be so dramatic if she takes Penn off to the side privately threatens her and Penn has to return and sit and act like everything's mm. fine yes yeah. and instead Instead, everything has come crashing down. Yeah. This is purely because we heard Jess Madsen's voice on the video. <laughs> yes. But Beans, we were saying in our weekly crumb that we really think this could be the role that Cress is going to have in season three. And maybe yes. the way she gets invited to this dinner or turns up to this dinner is if she has an existing friendship with Eloise. With Eloise. Or maybe she crashes <laughs> it in some way. Or maybe she shows up after. I think she's just going to show up. Yeah, maybe it makes a dramatic entrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to congratulate you privately. Yes. yes that's so good. Yeah, I think that... Crescent is going to announce that she's Lady Whistledown and that's going to be the beat drop or the, mm-hmm. you know, the drop between the seasons. And then mm-hmm. when we pick up, Penn is going to release an article and she does it then because Colin would be distracted and she has already made up in her mind that she's going to do this. So she breaks off the engagement or proposal or rejects him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe because she rejects him, she thinks like, I have nothing else but Lady Wilson. Yeah. I can't let yeah. Cressida claim credit for who much. I am and the only thing I have left. Yeah. I didn't mention this during that segment, but I was also thinking the paper boys that were seen outside of the wedding maybe yeah. they're releasing that issue where uh, Lady Whistledown says like you know Cressida is not Lady Whistledown yes. and maybe that's also what sparks the queen to launch like the manhunt because she's just mm-hmm. tired of being played with mm-hmm. and then she slips up and writes something in Lady Whistledown and Cressida yeah. realizes she does, has done it in the past yes, yeah realizes or Eloise drops it by accident I don't mm. think that's gonna happen have you changed your mind on that now yeah we have said that yeah. before <laughs> <laughs> we have said that before, but I don't think that, you know, it's it's like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Mm. I feel like looking back on it, she might say so, like something quirky and then Cressida like adds everything up. Yeah, she doesn't drop the whole thing, but it's like right. a tiny clue. It also mm-hmm. could be something like, because I think it would be really clever if Cressida picked up that pen slipped and reused a phrase in Lady Whistledown. But yeah. Eloise mm-hmm. could still play into that where she's like, oh, Penn used to say this or something like, or makes a quip yeah. that maybe Penn has made in the past and mm-hmm. Cressida connects that way. Or even, to make it more like sort of sinister, Eloise could drop something about Cressida to Colin and Colin could briefly mention it to Penn, not realizing oh. at the Ooh. time that Penn is Lady Whistledown. Hmm. And then she writes that and that's how Cressida puts it all together. Yeah, maybe. 
So lots of drama ahead and we will continue mm-hmm. where we think we're going to go with that in our next block. But again, we need a little respite from all this drama. So we should mention that throughout this whole block of filming, Nicola continued to brighten our days by sharing more of her infamous wig pics. Veg, how is our pen looking in this beautiful array that I'm sure Beans will make into a beautiful collage? So our lovely pen, or I guess Nick, because she's not in pen costume, is consistently favouring a darker, smoky eyeshadow with lots of fake eyelashes. So this is sort of like a, a ghost of the day's makeup. So we can kind of have a look. <laughs> um, but yeah, the eyelashes have definitely been dislodged especially in one picture you can see them sort of hanging off (laughs) and Nick presented herself as a variety of characters including a cherub a puppy and Lucius Malfoy but (laughs) all tied together by the dramatic eyeshadow as Penn is carried through the darker more dramatic episodes in the season so does this tell us that darker times are coming in this block maybe there's a storm coming that was very yucky. There's a storm coming. There's a storm coming, Harry. We all best be ready when she does. Anyway, thank you, Nick, for those crumbs. As always, you keep us well fed. And just to sweep up a couple more crumbs. So at the end of November, Martin's Among Bay was interviewed by Luxury London. He couldn't really say much about his character or anything about season three. But he said he was very excited about what's in store for Will and his family in this season. We've talked before about how we love Will and we're really hoping he has a big role, especially with Colin, and see what Alice gets up to. And he also mentioned how it's a very fun ensemble and how everyone worked really hard together. So it was an inspiring environment to be amongst. We, we've talked before about Will's presence in the season, but I don't I don't think we've talked much about Alice and I wonder Aww. if I was just thinking they have such a great partnership that that yeah. partnership in their marriage might kind of influence Colin if he becomes a, yes. a friend with Will this season he'll probably interact with Alice as well Ooh, we hope so well I still believe it's going to be Cressida that is Eloise's friend mm-hmm. I think Alice would have been a great contender too and we mm. never thought about that yeah mm. but it sounds like he's going to have an interesting role in the season mm-hmm. we're in it there yeah so in early December towards the end of the block we had a little bit more filming so no filming leaks but we did know where they were up to beans yeah where were they okay so in early december filming took place over at gaddison place which we believe is a new location we believe filming took place in the main entrance hall and staircase and we'll share photos on social media obviously mm-hmm. we don't really know what was being filmed or whose home location was standing in for so we would love to hear your theories personally like I say we don't know what they were up to but we will share photos of the interior because it's quite interesting but then on the 1st of December what else was going on Lek? On December 1st intimacy coordinator Joshua Akpala shared a photo to his stories with the text let's go coordinate some intimacy which confirms (laughs) that an intimate scene was either being prepped and or shot around that time and sure enough the next day lucky 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 (laughs) this was a historic day (laughs) if you remember because Nicola shared to Instagram a photo of herself, Luke Newton, and their hair and makeup team celebrating Champagne Friday complete with their new merchandise, those jumpers that I never managed to get my hands on. <laughs> but the thing about this was Nicola still had her pen wig on, so this was just post-filming. The photo dropped. We were very excited to see them. But then Nicola, always knowing how to simultaneously make and ruin our lives, posted an Instagram story with her with tons of pizza saying, we worked hard for this today. And you can see a little bit of the pen wig falling down. But the song that was playing, mm-hmm. Lucky, what was it? I'll Be Your Mirror by the Velvet Underground. And we should say that the reflection was taken in a mirror. And so what did yes. we all suspect? And what do we firmly now believe? Mirror! That this was the filming of the mirror scene. 
my, my, my veg, how are they both looking? So Mira, Penn and Colin, as you said, were rocking some Champagne Friday hoodies. And more seriously, we also got a peek at Penn's wig in these photos. And we can see that she has very loose romantic waves, possibly the softest we've seen yet. This is peak in her hair journey, guys. <laughs> and it makes us wonder if it's a sign that she's finally being her true self with Colin <sighs> in the mirror scene. Oh, We finally got there, guys. You know, like she's letting her hair down. It's bedtime. And we've seen her waves and curls getting looser from series one and series two and into series three as she finally finds her footing and becomes the person she's meant to be so it would really make sense to see loose curls like this in a moment where she and Colin are being maybe truly vulnerable with each other mm-hmm. and we talk a lot about the use of mirrors for Penn as well showing her true self mm-hmm. so that just adds to it and congrats to the Free the Net campaign because we cannot see a cravat on Colin now this might not be his costume but it's always a good sign well <laughs> I don't know what the costume will be for the mirror scene my love he's making love with a cravat <laughs> <laughs> baby I gotta keep my cravat on oh god I think we can... no if anyone would it's him <laughs> I think we can assume there is no cravat in this particular costume yeah. and we will also be collecting donations for the poor pollen fans who are still comatose after realising that Colin has freckles on his face in this picture he does indeed so I hope those guys have woken up now i remember the freckles shook us all Mm -hmm. because that promises lots of close-ups very vulnerable we love it so guys this is it the mirror scene now we knew this was coming thanks to nick she had dropped those breadcrumbs many a times we've since had it confirmed even more through the cat quinn to dumb interviews Mm -hmm. but we have it here that the mirror scene is taking place in block three so that's episode five or episode six yeah. Again, because they film them out of order within the block. Mm-hmm. In my theory, I reckon if they're engaged by episode six, then this is engaged pollen and this could be their engagement night. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's going to be a later moment between the two? And what do you think the scene is going to represent for them? We've talked a lot about their identity, their confidence, their seeing and accepting their true selves, pollen versus the world. What if she is like, we're not getting engaged? And he's like, no, just stay here. I'll convince you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love a good stay moment. Oh, won't you? A, a little kid convincing i feel like they are engaged pollen by the time this scene rolls around because i feel like that is when pen would allow herself to be truly vulnerable with colin and maybe give in this way i wonder if she'll have any sort of worries from the fact that colin's last engagement was broken obviously it wasn't his fault but yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know if maybe she would be hesitant about anything until fully married well maybe by this point she's convinced of his love true it's true they did have heavy pen in the carriage by now but I was just like it'd be so funny if if she was like oh are we gonna go have cake now (laughs) (laughs) yeah where's the farm yeah so I agree that this might be the moment where she finally accepts herself and his Mm. love and this is the moment where they properly embrace that it's the two of us against everything from here on out no matter what comes our way yeah in episode seven and eight do you think this is gonna be the engagement night Do you think they're going to wrap it all into one endeavor? Maybe. Mm, I'm not sure. I feel like it is definitely post-engagement. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which episode it is either. I think we think there'll be a bit of a gap between carriage and Uh that to space it out. But that said, in series one, we had the wedding night followed by sex montage pretty swiftly afterwards, didn't we? So maybe not. It could be at the very end of episode five. And then episode six is about them as an engaged couple before the blackmail Uh plot drops, potentially. Mm -hmm. 
Or it could be an early episode six moment. Yeah. But I'm just going to spiral. If episode five in season one was the Duke and I, then I wonder if episode six is romancing Mr. Bridgerton and that we have the mm-hmm. mirror scene in that episode potentially. Maybe. That would romance Because we, you would need some romancing. That would do the job. You would need some romancing. <laughs> that would tick that box, Lex. Yep. I think this scene will be the moment that Penn is able to finally accept their relationship as the strength that it is and, and accept herself. Yeah. And and it's a moment of them accepting Lady Whistledown and whatever threat is hanging over them, mm-hmm. they're going to go into this together from that point onwards. Yeah. Right? Because we speculated before that we don't necessarily believe that the conflict is going to keep them apart like it has with previous couples. Yeah. And that it's going to be them two against something. Yes, against the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, just a quick question. Logistically, where do you think the mirror scene would even happen? Do you think it's going to be Colin's bedroom? Pens? I think Colin's. Uh, hopefully, well, do you think that other side of Colin's because we've only seen half of his room right do you think the other side is just a massive mirror that we've never seen before <laughs> and we just pan around I feel like I'm fine either way because I really would like Pen to see his yellow sheets and I really want to see her sneaking into the Bridgerton house but I also really mm-hmm. want to see him like scaling a tree to get to like her bedroom or something so I'm alright either way if they tie the mirror into the engagement mm-hmm. then it would make sense for it to be Colin's room mm-hmm. I think unless like he leaves and like sneaks back in or like she goes home with her family and then he sneaks into her house something like that because they don't want the night to mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. yeah maybe she says something that like suggests that she still has doubts about herself or and maybe if it's their engagement mm-hmm. and they have their engagement ball yeah. and like someone says something or there's whispers about like the two of them being together because we think she might write about their engagement this curious news mm-hmm. and oh, that yeah. Lady Bustard might be sceptical mm-hmm. if someone says something to her or Cressida says something to her at the engagement that knocks her confidence mm-hmm. you know why is he marrying her yeah. and yeah. that instigates the mirror yeah. and that self-acceptance moment that he guides her through yeah. I think that would make sense to me Yeah. well the mirror is a coming well, pun not really intended but we'll let it stay <laughs> <laughs> Leaving our lovely mirror aside, later in December, Simone was photographed at the Holborn Museum getting ready for season three promo. So again, we know that more promo is being filmed. And she was also interviewed by the Associated Press in which she talked about how season three had been really lovely because her and Jonathan Bailey were now supporting characters to a new love story. And she said they were both relieved they could have fun a little bit more and go off and do whatever things we had surrounding this and then come back. So we know that Jonathan Bailey, for example, was filming Wicked and their role is still involved in the world, but maybe Mm -hmm. slightly pulled back and having an easy time of it meant that they could drop in and out of the filming as they needed to yeah and then just some other little crumbs a little festive crumb we're still in you know the post-christmas mood here anyway but in december and in november the pollen elves were spotted on set so on set festivities revolving around a couple of cameos from the elves that had pen and collins faces stuck on them that were shared by nicola and i have to say a special shout out goes to the sign that was stuck up that was visible in one of the photos that nicola shared and the sign reads please no photography no filming and the please in that sentence sounds so exhausted but as always we're eternally grateful to Nicola for sharing photos from set because no sign has ever stopped the co-captain of our ship from delivering us sacred crumbs yep and then to wrap off this block on the 17th of December Luke Newton shared a photo of himself with the caption saying a celebratory cinnamon social the festive break is upon us confirming that block three had finally come to a close and the cast and crew were on a very well earned break for the holidays gorgeous man i love cinnamon rolls oh my god i want a cinnamon roll now (laughs) who doesn't love a cinnamon roll yeah 
So, as we know, production had finally wrapped for the year and the cast and crew began their break. But 2022 was not done with the pollen bands just yet, as we made sure we ended the year in a state of chaos because mm-hmm. that's how we love to live. So, on New Year's Eve, we had a nice time because Luke Newton shared a photo of Lilac Colin with Eloise with the caption, Happy New Year. So, you know, looking forward to the fact that 2023 was going to be the year of pollen, 100% confirmed. Of course, it was going to be what could possibly stop it. I mean, tragic now you look back at it, but, you know, if we thought that that was going to be the way we ended the new year, it absolutely would not be because the 31st of December or New Year's Day, depending on where in the world you were. So this was either the last thing that happened to you in 2022 or the first thing that happened to you in 2023. A Daily Mail article was published. Lecky, what was going on in this Daily Mail article? Okay, so the headline read, third season of Netflix hit Bridgerton is plunged into chaos as show bosses acts very dark storyline after concerns were raised over a sex plotline. Sources working on the production of the Netflix bonk, does it say bonkbuster? <laughs> I think so. That's a copy and pasted, babe. Okay. I'll paraphrase oh uh, the rest of the article here, but they say sources working on the production of the show say that some of the scripts have had to be rewritten by Shonda Rhimes, who wanted to give viewers more joy. It is understood that there were concerns over a sex plotline. Do you remember this hitting? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It was New Year's Eve. We were all chatting. Ops was so depressed she almost quit the fandom. She almost left the fandom entirely. If I recall over this piece of news. If only, eh? If only. And I didn't believe it for a second (laughs) again. I did not believe that it was this was a thing. Because mostly I don't believe the Daily Mail. Well, I mean, I remember at the time everyone immediately like the gut instinct reaction was like, what the Mm. fuck has Colin done? Because we were like, it must be, it must be to do with the pollen storyline. Like yeah. the, the immediate reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, what the hell was going on? Yeah, with that mirror. <laughs> and part of the reason why I was so skeptical was because they received a lot of backlash from season one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, what could be that dark? Yes, to that extent, right? Yeah, and then I believe it was eventually proven to be inaccurate. It was refuted a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Metro.co.uk later published an article saying that. They understood the report was untrue. Yeah. They reached out to production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Hello Magazine as well confirmed it. I know. Well, <laughs> so then Dubois actually spoke to people in Shondaland that were on production and they... They laughed. Yeah, they laughed. Yeah, they were like, yeah, that's that's not happening. It's not even slightly. Right, yeah. They didn't give anything away, but they are like, yeah, no, that's not what's going on. So I remember during this time, a bunch of people were trying to figure out like how this dark sex plot could relate to pollen. And um, one of our friends on the sub said she doubted that the friends to lover storyline was going to be serving, um, quote, 50 shades of yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so we had a lot of fun with this. Sadly, it was not meant to be. Yeah. Will we ever find out about the dark sex plotting? I mean, maybe it was just a problem with the onset lighting. Who <sighs> knows? But Beans, I think the way they were substantiating it was saying that the season had been delayed because of it. Mm-hmm. And we do know there were delays in the season yeah. in filming. Yeah. But we think that was more to do with costuming yes. and the need for promo and things like that that kind of threw the timeline off. Yeah. So in general, and I've mentioned this before, based off of like their holiday break and stuff like that, their shooting schedule actually wasn't really that many weeks off of any previous season's shooting schedule. It just seemed a little bit longer because they did have longer break periods. Yeah. It was delayed at the beginning due to, I think it was mostly costuming and then mm. that was it. But yeah, so we think it was mainly to do with that. So goodbye to the Dark Sets plotline. Yeah. Mm. You brought us chaos. 
we don't miss you, but we thank you for your service nonetheless. <laughs> I made a lot of memes from this, to be honest. So I was. Fine. We did make a lot of memes. You know, <laughs> it's it really characterized a lot of 2023, I think. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, if you've listened to this podcast and you have not understood where the dark sex plot came from, this is where it came from. This is where it came because from. I know that we have referenced it a few times within our podcast itself mm. because it's just, yeah. you know, it's, now it's just something very silly. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. And it's worth yeah. saying that if this ever was real, which we heavily, heavily, heavily don't suspect it was, if, mm. if this ever was real in any capacity, we highly doubt it was ever to do with Penn and Colin. Mm. And yeah. if anything, yeah. it was maybe to do with Ben and Lady Tilly. Violet. Yeah. Or Violet. But yeah. again, yeah. we don't really think it was real. Mm-hmm. No. But it joins the whole as one of our beloved memories and I think what a perfect way to end block three on that note eh (laughs) we could have ended it on the mirror we took it a bit darker than that any last thoughts on the block before we're done I think this is when we truly started delving into chaos brain for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was like a messy block. Yeah, we were really excited at the beginning and we were excited to get all of the crumbs out. And then we just went into like full, just like, what do these windows mean? <laughs> you know, like it's just, that's that's kind of where what we could were. this floor mean? And I think it was also like we were slowly coming to the realization that this wasn't going to be coming out in like February or <laughs> yeah. March or May even. <laughs> like this is not no, coming out in the coming weeks ever. <laughs> So one day, because I was fully on the train of like, it's either going to be between like April and August. And I was fully mm-hmm. on the like, it's going to be later in the year of 2023. And even I Beans, was feeling. It will be between April and August. You're not yeah. wrong. It was just the year wasn't quite accurate. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So Veg and Beans, thank you for your service. Lecky, don't you go anywhere. Keep your clown nose and dusting brush in hand because you and I are off into the lab to figure out what the hell any of this means for a post-excavation report. So, like, here we are again, eh? Yep. Back in the lab. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to piece these all together and come up with our version of episode five and episode six? I have to say, <laughs> this is getting more and more tenuous yep. with every passing week. At this point, we have to invent some things because we know that some important plot points probably occur in this episode, such as maybe an engagement. <laughs> And we don't have many crumbs suggesting how that will happen, but we will give you our perspective. A take, a take that's probably wrong. Please take this with all the salt you can find in all the mines Mm -hmm. in America. Yeah. Okay. Episode five, our little fantasy version. Rejecting Mr. Bridgerton. (laughs) Sorry, Colin. Let me set the scene for you. It's June 2024. We're switching Netflix back on after a month of theorizing agonizing, spiraling. We've spent four weeks screaming into the abyss slash Reddit <laughs> as we've tried to survive the part one purgatory. And I've hopefully had some time to do some editing. <laughs> I am just waiting for your edits to come around. But we've made it through. We're pressing play, knowing that the next four hours will change our lives irrevocably. First on our screens, we're plunged straight into episode five and into the fallout of the carriage scene. If you remember from our last crumbs episode, at the end of our episode four delusion slash prediction, <laughs> we said that Penn would reject Colin's proposal, hop out the carriage and flee into the night aka just run into our house well episode five picks up as both Penn and colin try to deal with what went down between them in the carriage both literally and figuratively <laughs> colin is navigating his big feelings as he grapples with finding out that a Penn is lady whistle down b he is in fact not a gentleman and c his best friend is actually the love of his life and does not as it turns out want to marry him yep Colin, my wife Bridgerton, has fully emerged, tragically coinciding with the arrival of Penelope, not your wife, Featherington. <laughs> Times are looking bleak for pollen. But not to fear because this is an ensemble show, Lecky, so it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> Just mostly, just mostly. <laughs> but as Colin hopefully cries into his yellow bedding, 
I want actual sobbing this time, Colin. I don't want like, to see him suffer, unlike some people on this podcast. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it looks really beautiful when he cries. Mm-hmm. And I want tears, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just the cinematography, that's all I'm interested in. <laughs> but whilst he's busy doing that in his bedroom, the Bridgertons are busy celebrating and preparing for the upcoming nuptials of Francesca and John. Grab your prawn cocktails, like the Fron wedding <laughs> is on. Love is in the air for select couples only, but prawn cocktails are had by all. <laughs> and as both Colin's blood pressure and blood alcohol level continues to rise throughout the episode, also spiraling up control is the Queen's search for Lady Whistledown. Maybe Cressida has announced that she is Lady Whistledown, and Penn, who now thinks Lady Whistledown is all she has left upon rejecting Colin, refutes Cressida's claim, are you following me, Lek? Yeah. In her scandal yeah, sheet. Yeah, yeah. But no matter how it happens, no matter what the fallout is, the Queen is so frustrated by all the toing and throwing over who is or isn't Whistledown, mm-hmm. so she ups her search for the writer, getting her footmen to distribute flowers all around the ton with details of the bounty this is actually rooted in a crumb <laughs> I think this is the first <laughs> this is the first appearance of a crumb <laughs> yeah we have uh, photos to potentially back this up and some video but lucky worry not because this is a thorough witch hunt I mean sorry manhunt and so the palace footmen are handing out flyers and they're even stopping passing carriages to do so like I say they're very thorough and who gets stopped in his carriage but none other than our leading man himself Colin because if anything is going to reduce your stress levels over the love of your life being London's most notorious gossip writer it's finding out the Queen of England is out for blood of the said most notorious <laughs> gossip writer, especially after she's rejected your proposal and thus your protection. Life comes at you fast, eh, Colin? I was rewatching that video and I'm not sure he does hand a flyer inside the carriage, but I don't I don't know why. You know what, Alec? I was thinking this because I don't think he has a flyer in his hand. Maybe this isn't the moment to discuss it, but we're in it now. We're in the lab. Yeah. We're pulling the pieces out. Yeah. Get it under the microscope. Yeah. Because it's really the only thing that makes contextual sense for them to be like handing something out. Yeah. But I don't see flyer in his hand. I yeah, I, I mean, I watched this back a bunch of times and I didn't see it happen, but I can't imagine why else they would stop the carriage. Yeah. Maybe he opens it up and Colin already has one, so he doesn't like whip one out of his pocket for him. He's like, I've got my reading. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's already studiously reading it, very upset. Who knows? Unless they are searching for her, but surely oh. Seems too early. Look, we never said that these were perfect synopses. <laughs> yeah. Just go with it. Go with what we said earlier in the episode. Maybe they're handing out flyers yeah this is our version the handing out flyers we know that footmen are handing out flyers because we've memed it before. You have memed it, we've seen it, yeah. we've lived it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go with that. Forget the doubt. Let's see how our boy's doing, seeing as though we're on the topic of him. Okay. Maybe at this point, Colin tries again to persuade Penn to marry him, but sadly doesn't make it entirely clear that he wants to marry her out of love. Instead, it rather unfortunately sounds as though it's Colin's hero complex and honour making the proposal to Penelope, so she knocks her way out of it yet again. Mm. Pray for Anthony's most expensive brandy lek, because if we've learned anything from spending our days on AO3, it's that this is the point in the story where Anthony's drinks cabinet gets raided (laughs) but back to happier times (laughs) and we're all padding in to one of the many many carriages we've seen and we're going to head off to the old royal naval seafood market sorry chapel (laughs) for the wedding of the season or at least one of them it's time for two to become one as fran and john become (laughs) (laughs) become come from They're French prawns. He's not Scottish, he's French. So, oh, it's time for two to become one as Fran and John become Fron. Fron. Everyone raise a prawn to the happy couple. (laughs) I mean, he might be sad at this point, but at least there's food. Right. Right. So, Colin will be happy. Yeah. Who doesn't like seafood? Eat your feelings, Colin. Now, with the hold of the tongue piled into the church, cue many awkward encounters among the Bridgerton characters. But Fran finally makes it down the aisle and marries love of her life, number one. Sorry, John. (laughs) As the two of them say their vows, Penn and Colin, you know, both 
most renowned lovers of a good old-fashioned wedding, which mm-hmm. we've seen it time and time again, mm-hmm. cannot help but look at one another, realizing that they should be the ones getting married. Oh. Lucky, if this is my fantasy, then I'm having this moment <laughs> and you know it. It's beautiful, it's heartbreaking, it's hopeful, it's the cause of death for pollen fans all across the world. But maybe it also triggers some life-changing realizations. Thanks, Bron, for your service. <laughs> and finally, towards the end of the episode now, buckle in because pollen have a proper chat and realize what a surprise they do actually want to marry each other for the right reasons after all (laughs) who would have thought it eh? we end episode five in floods of tears as our pollen finally get engaged you may have noticed we left something out we kind of (laughs) glossed we just kind of glossed over something there so now the big question is how does colin go about convincing penn to marry him after all if she earlier rejected him so here Mm. are our thoughts we think colin's second proposal and declaration of love needs to be a callback to the assuredly fervently loudly scene in season Mm. one colin needs to voice his love for penn to convince her to agree to marry him. But if he's voicing his feelings loudly, does it need to be in a large crowd? Not necessarily. So here's my theory. Colin goes over to Penn's house the night after the wedding and shouts up at her window. Maybe he throws rocks at her window or calls her name to get her attention. Who knows? But she opens the window and Colin says that he needs to speak with her. Penn tries to quiet him, concerned someone will hear him. And in the most rom com scene of all time, (laughs) Colin responds by saying, someone once told me that when one finds oneself in love, they must declare it assuredly fervently loudly and so on bonus points if he somehow finds his way up to her room at some point during the scene maybe scaling the side of the featherington house now we have no proof to support this idea but consider this if we want the scene from the book where portia is surprised to learn of pollen's engagement colin cannot confess his love in public by having him shout up at her window in the dead of night we get a technically public but intimate proposal and colin still gets to declare his feelings assuredly fervently and loudly because hopefully portia is a heavy sleeper <laughs> lucky i love it i'm on board i think you've cracked it so episode five beautiful completely made up but stunning nonetheless yeah. what have you got in store for us for episode six thoroughly romancing mr bridgerton episode six (laughs) after a rather stressful episode five episode six kicks off on a lighter note as colin and pen reveal their engagement to their respective families book fans this is your moment to shine as the chaotic featherington (laughs) engagement scene kicks off sadly sans felicity once violet and portia have regained consciousness from the shock of having to both plan a second wedding we assume prudank are married by now but who knows the two throw themselves into wedding planning imagine many hilarious scenes as portia ecstatically realizes she'll be related to the bridgerton family and as antony and Violet come to the horrifying realization that the Bridgertons will also be related to the Featherington family. (laughs) Meanwhile, Lady Whistledown publishes a new issue sharing the most curious of news. Penelope Featherington is to marry Colin Bridgerton. Colin is none too thrilled about Penn's disparaging remarks about herself and their engagement, and the threat of the Queen's bounty is still looming over them. But for now, the two are trying to enjoy the fact that they are finally going to be together. An engagement ball is thrown for Penn and Colin, or maybe they just attend a ball at this point so we can get a Mm. beautiful scene of the two happily dancing together again, please and thank you. Amen. We haven't yet decided what happens at this post-engagement ball. In the books, this is the moment they are interrupted by an impromptu Lady Whistledown delivery that infuriates Colin. Could this happen in the show? Perhaps. I personally think this will happen earlier in episode five, as we touched on. So perhaps instead someone says something to pen that knocks her confidence in some way. Cressida seems a Mm -hmm. good candidate for this, and this would be a good way to tease the future Cressida drama to come. Maybe although Cressida makes a remark about Penn, she is so outwardly confident that she firmly puts Cressida in her place, not needing Colin to rescue her and this subsequently
violently enrages Cressida and kind of ratchets up the tension between them. After the ball, and in an attempt to alleviate Penn's self-doubt, Colin sneaks Penn into his very yellow bedroom. The camera pans around to show us a hitherto unseen but gigantic mirror on the <laughs> other side of Colin's room, and Pollen fans collectively scream and swoon and regret ever agreeing to watch this alongside their families. Yep, it's time for the mirror scene. It only took 200 years, but book Colin finally gets his wish granted as Penn and Colin hook up in front of a mirror before sleeping together for the first time. Bonus points if we get a shot of Penn standing in front of a mirror and then see Colin step up behind her as we realize that mirror shenanigans are finally going down. Stay, stay, stay indeed. <laughs> now, after sneaking a thoroughly disheveled Penelope back into the Featherington house, we see Colin, thoroughly not a gentleman, Bridgerton, realize that actually, now that he thinks about it, a long engagement isn't that romantic after all. If only there was something he could do about that. Fortunately for Colin that night, the Featheringtons host the Bridgertons for the almost annual Colin gets engaged to a Featherington celebratory dinner. I didn't write that <laughs> sentence. Sorry, Colin. Prudent sings, potatoes are served, Mrs. Varley <laughs> gets her time to shine, and Colin naturally decides that this is the perfect moment to ask the mamas if they can move the wedding forward by a few weeks, cheerfully revealing to both families that Penn has been as compromised by Colin as an unintended plate of biscuits in the Bridgerton drawing room. But then, who turns up at the Featherington residence but Cressida Cowper? Now, I think Ovs believes Cressida may pay the family a visit during the aforementioned engagement dinner, but I think it may happen afterward. Either later that mm -hmm. night or the following morning, Cressida shows up and requests a private chat with Penn. Cressida insists she is there to pass on her congratulations to Penn, but Penn, having not been born yesterday, realizes something is afoot. In the Featherington drawing room, Cressida reveals that she knows Penn is Lady Whistledown and that Penn is going to have to pay a hefty price to stop Cressida from revealing her identity to the Queen. We don't yet know what payment methods Cressida is accepting, whether it will be cash, Amex, or some other kind of blackmail currency. Who knows? <laughs> but if it's anything besides potatoes, we'll watch the blood drain from Penn's face as she realizes shit has hit the fan. <laughs> and is that the end of our episode six? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Incredible <laughs> that we have pieced that little narrative out of thin air. Thank you, Lucky. Let us know how you feel about our little uh, delusion listeners. We'd love to hear your thoughts. But before we head back to the others, Queen Beans, I know you're around here somewhere. It was a blurry old block for carriages and footmen, but how many blurry sightings of our beloved Penn and Colin did we have to squint at this week? Members of the ton, we have... Blurs. So we were a little thin on the ground with Penn and Colin sightings, but fear not because next week we'll have them all for you. Lek, shall we head out of the lab and go grab the others to finish the episode? Yep. Let's go. So next episode, we'll finally be reaching the end of our season three production episodes as we break down block four of production and oh my, what a block. We're going to have the This Morning Leaks, the filming in Bath, a possible pollen wedding, pixelated photos of a married pollen, a grumpy John Sterling, a happy John Sterling. <laughs> there is going to be tons to cover, so we look forward to catching you there. But until then, aside from any emergency episodes, where can everyone find us? You can find us at WhatABarbaPod on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find all our episodes with subtitles and Beans' lovely collages over on youtube.com forward slash WhatABarbaPod. And my darling, darling Beans, can you do us the honour and see us out? That's the violin. Do, 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 do. A pilot podcast.